Hello, and welcome to some Derp's Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Sea of Thieves. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you show the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast? Uh, well, it's pretty simple. On this podcast, we like to talk about games. And Sea of Thieves is the new game that has come out of Microsoft. Um, well, of Rare, like, specifically. Well, yeah, of Rare, specifically, that's true. Um, Microsoft published it. Um, on, uh, on both the Xbox One and, uh, the, on Windows PC through, like, the Xbox gaming app Yeah, the thing. Microsoft Store, yeah. Um, and it is, I have to say, it is really a fascinating game. Yeah. Um, I initially thought I understood what it was, essentially, at first, but then I kind of, like, I, I played it some more, and I, and my, like, my, the, the doors were blown off the hinges, for me, and I now feel as though I have a much fuller understanding um, of uh, of what th- of what Sea of Thieves like is, and what the core gameplay loop is, and what what the drive that people would have for playing it would be, and everything like that. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, have you played any more Sea of Thieves since we first played? We played a whole bunch that Wednesday night. Yeah, and I, I haven't. I haven't put a lot of uh, lot more time into it. I am, um, I, I think we'll get into this in, in in a bit. But I am trying to avoid burning myself out on it before they come out with more content. Basically, um, uh, you know, in, in kind of a word, I really enjoy the game, but I think that it's kind of got some of the same problems that say Destiny Two has in that there's just not enough content to really go around for an extended period of time. Plus, there's not, like, a lot of driving factor. And I think the game can be good. But I don't know if I'd be comfortable saying it is good. Uh, or, like, it's it's uh, great yet. Um, and then they talk, they're talking about supporting with more content. So I think it'll get there. But I don't know. Um, it's kind of like... like Because towards the end of that, that first big play session, I could feel myself getting into the, like, you know... This is it. Like this is start some more of the same, and there's not much, not not a lot more to do about it. What, what about you? What, what are your? Were you about to say thoughts? this is Stardew Valley? No, no. Oh, okay, Sorry. okay. You you started saying the word star, and for some reason that's what like auto completed in my head. Um, I I've been having a lot of fun with the game, and I and like I said, I find it really fascinating and interesting. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's like optimized at the current time. In fact, I think that there are a couple of small changes that they could make to really make the game more, uh, like, more fun and compelling. Um, there are actually a couple of big changes that they could make, I think, that would make things more, um, kind of just more interesting from, from, like, the ground up. Uh, and we'll talk about some of that stuff. Um, but, uh, but the overall hook, like, this is... I kind of misunderstood the overall hook, especially because that first night, because we didn't really see or interact with other players very much, and that is where the magic of Sea of Thieves, like, shines, I feel like. Yeah, um, no, I, kinda, I'd agree. Kind of in the same way that, like, PUBG does. Um, specifically because, essentially, the essentially like, the core gameplay loop of, of Sea of Thieves is you go on a quest, right? Like, you get a boat... And you you enter into a, a quest with the other crew members on your team or whatever. Um, that quest sends you out into the world and generates resources, right? Whatever those resources uh, may be. 
but you don't get credit from those resources until you turn in those resources to an outpost, right? So the, the safest way would be to get a quest from an outpost, go to a place, get the, get the resources, hold it on your ship, and then go right back to the closest outpost and turn them in, right? Um, but that's also the least efficient way to play because, you know, steering and maneuvering boats right it takes a while um and it's and it's a hard thing to do right and so it's probably more efficient we figured this out the first night that if you know you do a whole bunch of quests back to back to back before you go back to you know before you go back to port and turn stuff in um and uh and then the and and then the like the core piece of this is that when resources are on your ship someone can steal them and take them and they turn them in right so like you're not guaranteed the rewards from your quest resources you have to you have to also complete the act of taking those things from the island to an outpost and turning them in in order to get across the finish line um and if somebody else shows up in their ship and they sink your ship and they take all your shit or they sneak aboard your ship and they take all your shit right like those people uh are now reaping the reward of your hard work um, and having been on the on the receiving end and the kind of giving end of that PvP, that's where the game is its absolutely most fun. Because it's kind of where you feel most like a pirate, and it's the most dynamic that things are. Um, and I was, I, I kind of felt what you were feeling, like I was almost getting a little bit bored. I was just like, is this just like a grind to rank 50 with all of these fucking, you know, like with all of these reps or whatever? Um, and then, uh, and then I'm going to get super bored, um, because everything is just cosmetic and there's no progression. Well, it's actually like the, 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 you know, it's actually about doing this stuff without getting into big, you know, ship on ship fights, right. Or anything along those kinds of lines, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you that like the. The, 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 the PvP stuff, which I did a fair amount of um, before I ended up joining up with you while we were split into the two boats, um, is where the game comes alive. But I also feel like like it's got some, f like the, the PvP stuff particularly has some flaws that I think could be fixed with a couple minor tweaks that kind of can make it like drag and be unfun. Kind of uh, the, 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 the primary part of that being that like, um, you come back relatively quickly and you spawn on your ship. Um, and that kind of like makes the, the fights play out for a while. And I, I think it's a hard thing to balance because I, I do think just like getting killed once and losing all of your treasure for that would, would not be great. Um, the other thing people have, I have heard, um, from different forum posts that I've been reading is that even if you scuttle the ship, you, you get transported to the nearest outpost um and uh and that lets people come back and and pursue their enemies even if you manage to sink their ship which um seems like a problem and i think you could you could uh you could balance some of that stuff out too with you know uh what, what would probably be a, a, a relatively minor change um yeah i've heard that they are making some changes one of the one of the changes is that you lose a small amount of gold uh when you but die. not on pvp deaths specifically Oh really? Yeah, they said they said that specifically because they they were worried about kind of like the implications of that. Like you could grief someone by just 
killing them over and over. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not... I don't know how I, like, feel about that. Um, about the gold thing. Like, it just doesn't seem to have a, a whole ton of a point. Um... I think it's to put make there be more of an investment into skull fortresses. Uh, you oh, and I completed yeah. a skull fortre fortress. Um, like we we had four people, and it basically took us forty five minutes of work, um, and it was insanely lucrative and everything like that. But um, it just uh, it took a while. Yeah, uh, and there was a lot of death involved. So I think it's kind of like a little more upfront investment um, towards getting those back end you know back end rewards. Yeah, um, yeah. No, the the skull fort was definitely an interesting experience. There's some cool mechanics, um, in play there, but it definitely ended up feeling tedious. I really feel like it's meant to be taken by more than one pirate crew, and I'm interested to see how that would play out in kind of real, like you know. In I saw, I yeah, I saw a skull fortress where there were two galleons parked. Like it's not like one galleon was trying to sink the other galleon or anything like that. Um, and they were, and they were maybe fighting and, uh, we didn't, we didn't get involved because we were on a sloop at the time, one of the two man ships. Um, but, uh, but I was actually very interested. Like, I wonder how that was working out. Like, is there kind of unspoken truce with these people? Right? Like until you clear out all of their, um, you know, like you, you clear out all the skeletons or whatever. Um, yeah, maybe, or it then, could be a spoken truce, right? Like it's got proximity yeah. chat on, in game. or or and then at the you know and then the the treasure spawns and somebody opens up the treasure room and you start fighting over the cursed treasure or something kind of along those lines. Um, but yeah, so what kind of content are you looking for from Sea of Thieves? Um, just more variety, I think. Um, like. Like it, the, the like the the treasure hunting missions, uh, everything just feels kind of it feels very procedural to me, um, and like, I, like what I feel like once you've done a couple say treasure hunting missions, like you know like like finding the island and, and picking up the chest, it's 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 the same thing over and over again. I, I just want a little bit more variety in there, and I, I don't know how you how I I don't have like a good answer as to how you would do that, but I I just want. A little bit more spice, I guess. Yeah, I think that the main thing that's missing um, from Sea of Thieves is, like, a real sense of progression. Um, uh, I kind of think that something that Sea of Thieves might have benefited from, and this is a fairly major overhaul, so I don't think that they would do it, but, like, just to kind of, like, make the point. Um, sea of Thieves is a game that I think could use kind of a League of Legends, maybe... Um, sort of like framework or like a PUBG sort of framework. Um, like, cause if you imagine, you know, you load into a game and, uh, you know, a certain number of other pirates are like load into the game with you all at the, you know, like all at the same time. Uh, but there's a, something of like a progression system where you are earning in-game gold when you are completing quests and you can spend that gold on better, you know, like not just cosmetic stuff right but like a better rifle or a better blunderbuss or a better pistol um or something kind of along those lines but that that betterment isn't um a 
it's it's not a permanent buff, right? It's not something that like stays with you from game to game. If you know what I mean, it's like when I pick up a car 98 or something or a really good gun in PUBG and then I lose and then my next game of PUBG I have to start from scratch or when I buy Infinity Edge in League of Legends or whatever and then my next game I have to like earn that stuff kind of all over again. And then maybe you put something like a like a gold cap in there and say once you've earned, you know what I mean, 10,000 gold or 20,000 gold, you have, you know, you have like won your game sort of thing. Uh, and you get booted out uh, to new, uh, to, to like form up a new one. And I understand why they haven't done that, but the flatness of the gameplay where kind of everybody is guaranteed to be at the exact same level uh, is rough, I feel like. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel that. And I, I, like, that's exactly why they, 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 they have stated that they want to do that that way. You know, if you jump in the game, you're not at some disadvantage because you haven't put 300 hours into the game. Um... And I see what you're saying. I just, I just don't know if this game wants to, like, kind of live in that format. Um, what I think a solution could be would be something like, um, something like the way Team Fortress 2 did it, or does it still, is, is weapons, like, you can get different weapons, but they're effectively side grades rather than upgrades. Yeah, um, I was thinking about that, too. Um, and that, that might give it, uh, and then side grades in kind of like the, you know, like, this one does more damage but shoots faster type of way. Um, or shoot slower, rather. That would be an upgrade if it did both. Um, th th that kind of, uh, thing might make it work out better. Um, and might, might, might give the game a, a feeling of, of, of progression. I also think that there's, like, this weird kind of, it's this weird kind of, like, wishy-washy problem, which is, like, um, and I say wishy-washy, I don't mean, like, it, 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 it's it's very much like a feeling sort of problem than than like a than like a, a hard like mechanical problem is that like like looting treasure isn't super satisfactory. You just kind of like press a button on a dude and it makes a counter go up, right? Like for a game that's a that's like a pirate game about like collecting treasure and all that, it is kind of unsatisfying to actually get treasure. Mm. Um, really, I'm not sure how much I feel about that. Because uh, I feel the difference between the different kinds of treasure in a lot of ways. Like, getting a captain's chest feels better to me than getting a castaway chest. Um, because I know it's worth more. Sure. I, I, I But I see where you're coming from. Right, yeah. like, I don't know, like, there's, there's something fundamental about, say, like, opening a loot box, right, for, you know, part of why the, that, that style of, 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 uh, of, MTX is so addicting is, is kind of like the, the, the reward of popping open a chest and you don't really and you don't get that at all right like yeah like, I almost wish that there were more things to get out of a chest than just gold yeah. and reputation um, like even like knickknacks like I actually think this would probably be the coolest way that they could do the system every time you open a chest you unlock a random cosmetic piece right but you only unlock it until the end of that game you know what I mean? And so, like, you still get at least something, you know, like, you get something out of the chest and you can fuck around on the outpost and, oh, here's this item that I've, that, you know, that I haven't seen before. Or here I, I unlocked a very rare item or something that's worth 70,000 gold or whatever, but then when the game ends, you know, you you lose access to it. Um, yeah, or, or I could see something like that making making sense. Um, I also am surprised that there are, like, there are, 
maybe an order of magnitude less cosmetics in the game than I thought there would be. Um, I thought there would be just like so many more, uh, so many more things to, to, to unlock, um, just given kind of the, the scale of what I think this game wants to be, uh, if that makes sense. Huh. Um, like, there's like maybe two or three, there's like, there are, I think it's two pieces per faction per slot. Uh, and not that that doesn't create a large number of things. It's just that, like, first of all, a lot of them are, like, the same-ish, um, right? Like, like the like the, the, the two pieces per slot per faction are recolors of each other, right? Like, the, the Grand Admiral's Pistol and the Admiral's Pistol are, um, are one's blue and one's red. Um, one unlocks at level 50 with the Admirals, I think. Um, or with the Merchant Fleet. And, uh, and, like, they're all, like, very much the same theme, which is cool, but it makes it seem like, but it, but it makes it feel like there's a lot less, right? Like, if you outfit yourself in all, um, Gold Diggers, uh, equipment, you're going to look a very certain uh, you're, it's going to be themed together, and that's neat, like, in the way that a set is neat, but it makes uh. it feel like there's less loot overall because, like, you don't get a ton of variety in there, right? Like, you, you get, like, the, the gilded piece on everything, and that's just kind of, like, it, it doesn't feel like there's anything, like, super unique in there, if that makes sense. Um, and I, I think it's just, like, an, an easy way to kind of, like, blow it out of the park if, yeah, a billion pieces of cosmetics. I'm, I'm almost, because I, the thing that I fear happening, I'm not there yet, obviously, uh, but the thing that I fear happening is that over the course of um, the the play of the game that we're making, uh, I get all of the stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of have, like, a vision of what I want to look like cosmetically, and I get all of that stuff, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well now I look like the pirate I want to look like, and my ship looks like the ship I want it to look like what what next yeah you know what i mean yeah um yeah i saw total biscuit tweet out about this he had a series of tweets that said there ain't nothing disguised early access about sea of thieves this is what games as a live service looks like put it out update it with actual content later if anything it's just been the most blatant about it up to this point it's so clear to see what's missing reason it's a good property to try and pull that is you can get a bunch of streamers to make it look entertaining via roleplay via you can get a bunch of streamers to make it look entertaining via roleplaying shenanigans and a pirate setting it's perfect for you won't get that experience uh, the game isn't the thing that's entertaining the people are at the very least it's a solid basis for a good game in 2019 how much do you does this like align with kind of your feelings on the kind of content um that's like maybe like my attitude but like doubled or tripled over right like i don't i'm not that harsh about it um i do kind of agree with with with, with a lot of kind of like the roots of of, of that problem um mm -hmm. i think I, I i don't agree that the game isn't entertaining on its own i think it is for a while um it's just maybe not as many hours as you'd want out of a 60 dollar game um and uh 
I think that I think part of it too there is, is if I'm going to be more charitable about it, I can kind of understand the idea that like you know like work put into the game doesn't always kind of line up with um kind of like out you know like any amount of content put out if that makes sense right like like they really nailed the sailing mechanics in this game and I'm sure that that was no small feat um and it, the problem is is that like on its own it's not super compelling and um like yeah i i i don't know like like there's definitely that there that i that, that i agree with um um and I, and and you know i'm i'm also hesitant to be like um uh i'm i'm hesitant to cast aspersions as, as on this as like some sort of uh like money grab um like, like that was like their strategy is like we'll, we'll hook them in with with uh with the streamers and deal with the, the real stuff later um like as if that was their attitude i don't i, I don't know it, it, it's weird because like i don't know man like i i, I like this, this feels like a game that would have been good in early access at this point maybe but i also feel like that would make people mad too because it's rare, right? It's a big company. I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know what the solution is. I also for. think a big portion of the game is the kind of seamlessness of the world. Yeah. Like, I imagine that the back end for this is, like, fucking daunting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because it, the world is pretty huge. And it's also not one of those things where it's like, like, wow, does this where, like, they kind of have that seamless world experience. But it's because not all of the zones load simultaneously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... When you approach the border, it starts loading another zone for you kind of thing. Um, but you have to do some, like, hackery to kind of, like, get it to load all of, you know, all of the zones at once, essentially. Um, but I feel as though this one, like, doesn't do anything along those lines because the sight lines are giant. You know, like, they're huge. Yeah. Um, and so much of the game is kind of about... Like I, like, I also think that so much of the game is about how difficult they made it to be an effective... Uh, ship crew you know what i mean that there's just like like i do i find the sailing compelling because it's hard um and not one person can do everything uh like the the operative kind of comparison point is probably um uh assassin's creed black flag right where it's just one person right and the ship is just kind of just like a you know it's like a it's like a glorified car or whatever, right right, right? But, like, when you're sailing in Sea of Thieves on a four-person galleon, there's there's stuff for all four people to be doing. Whether or not, you know, somebody's in the crow's nest, right, and on the lookout for other ships. Um, whether or not somebody is, you know, trying to tack sails to make sure that you're getting, you know, that, that you're getting the wind, right? You know, you obviously have someone at the helm. Someone looking at uh, the map. Yeah, you have somebody looking at the map to make sure your heading is good, right? Like, there's just there's a lot of stuff to do, and it almost feels that feels that kind of like, um, like in Gen Con a couple of years ago, we played Artemis, right. which was the spaceship simulator, right, where you're kind of playing like Star Trek. Yeah, that, that's actually a really great comparison. Yeah, um, and so it feels a lot like that, and I find that to be uh, like a very fun, compelling uh, sort of experience. But, but yeah, and I I also don't know wh quite what would make the PvP. Uh, like, I almost want more information to make the PvP 
kind of more interesting or more fun. Um, but I don't know what that would look like. I don't know how we, how. Oh, would... What do you mean by more information? Um, I was thinking something along the lines of like a, like a system that tells you where other ships are. Like imagine this. You go to a port and then you go and ask um, the barkeep and you say, have you seen any other pirate ships nearby? And the barkeep has some kind of auto-generated text that's like, fucking yar matey ice you know i've heard that there's a galleon uh off the eastern side of you know yeah uh, so i crooked masts island or something like that you know so so what i think this wants to be is kind of like because the loop that this game works on is that because you can't force pvp you're working on other stuff because like if you can force PvP, everybody just does PvP, but no one actually has any treasure to steal, right? Yeah, like the yeah, yeah, the yeah. way the way this core loop works is you are doing things and you run into other ships. I think you know technical feasibility aside, I think the way to kind of like tune that is like a dial somewhere, like in some you know or some mechanic that lets you dial up or down your frequency of running into other ships. Um, because the, the way they said that the, the, they aim for the system to work is you run into another ship, I think it's like about once every half hour. Um, and it's not like, you know, people have been making a big stink about six ships per server, but it's not you get thrown into an instance with six other ships. It's they're constantly sharding you together such that at max, any, at max at any one time you will be, you, you will see six other ships, but they do control it so that you will be hitting one other ship every once in a while uh right like um I, wow does something similar um with, with its sharding tech um and i think the ability to say to the uh to you know to the game i would like to to tune that up um by a factor would be a useful and cool thing to do again te technical requirements aside for that um i think that that could be cool but I, I think part of the problem there too is that like again what you you really need you really need people to be working on the PVE elements so that the PVP is worth it. Um, and, and I think that's why I kind of want more variety in the PVE elements. That way they are more compelling on their own. So it feels more, uh, uh, it feels worth it to kind of, um, to go do, uh, to, to go do those things so that the, the PVP part um, does have more more stress to it, or you know, more more hanging on it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I because I also feel it in the the kind of tension that comes with doing, like I was you know like I was talking about before. Like, well, if I'm in a four person galleon, I feel pretty powerful, right, in a PvP scenario, and so I don't really mind kind of loading up on on treasure sort of thing. Uh, but then it also kind of becomes a stressful thing where oh no. There's another ship on the horizon. What do we do? Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's when the game gets fun. And it's actually good to know that there is sharding tech in place to kind of almost, like, force that to happen. Because, like, you know, completing those turn-ins under the weight of that tension feels, like, good and cathartic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I also think that there's, like, just some very, like weird micro pro micro problems with, with some of the PvE stuff. Like, like I feel like the merchant missions feel really weird. Like, they're, they're not quite right. Plus, they, apparently, they're exploitable. You can, like, 
go and like get a mission and then cancel it repeatedly um and that will let you basically gen generate an infinite number of crates yeah um and you can use that just to have a bunch of crates for animals i actually kind of wonder how exploitable that is given um the uh like like it seems as though the the getting that off is harder than it looks so, you know what i mean so canceling the like canceling the quest is easy enough to do because it's I don't know if it's destroy. It's not destroying. Sorry, it sorry, I mean, I mean, like taking advantage of it, right? Like, like I understand how generating infinite crates is, um, is like valuable. But filling those crates with animals and then turning those animals in for rep seems tougher. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like, I know I feel like if you generate those crates and then you go on a bunch of missions for the other two, and you just like bring a crate with you, um, when you go on the island. And there happens to be an animal there, right? Like, I, I feel like that's not too burdensome. Um, I don't know, especially if the crates, if you, they're chickens, chicken coops, because they you don't have to worry about them um, dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you can drown them and shoot them apparently, um, and those are cool little details, right? Like that, that you know, like you have to be careful about some of this stuff. Like, there's some cool things that means, like you know. Like, one guy was like, we put all of our valuable chests on, like, the balcony outside of the, outside of, like, the captain's quarters or up in the crow's nest. And then we put, like, our shitty chests, like, right in plain sight. That way if someone boards us and tries to steal a chest, they, they, they get, like, the, the bad chest. Like, they get the castaway chest instead of, like, the super valuable one that we've, that we've scrolled away. Um, I think I think yeah. I also have you have you gotten uh, some of the different chests? Have you gotten a chest of sorrow yet? Uh, the crying one. Yeah. yeah. I not not in the regular game, but I I got like one of the drunken chests. I think I got chest of sorrow in the beta at some point. Yeah, uh, the the chest of sorrow was very cool. Uh, we actually sank our ship because we didn't understand oh, that it was uh, filling we up. Like, yeah, we were that it was filling up, and then all of a sudden our ship was sinking. We were like, what? <laughs> But we did eventually turn it in, um, and it obviously, like, generates a lot more resources like that. Um, and I wonder kind of, like, what else they can do to kind of, um, uh, like, what else they can do to kind of, like, punch that aspect of it. Like, I was thinking about, you know, what if there's one of the, the skulls, right, one of the Order of Souls skulls that you get that will, like, after 15 minutes or something, respawn into the captain on your ship. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, or something like that to like make it so that trans transporting it is harder, um, or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I, don't know. I also feel like it's like a variety of like a from a variety perspective too. Like you could do something like something like WoW does introduce a couple more currencies, and the ship has like some random amount of each of them. That that feels very kind of like shitty and and jackpotty, but I also it also kind of like I don't know gives you something to, to work towards in a way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I also kind of wish that there was the PvE ship battles. Um, I don't know if that, like, the tech to do this would probably be hard from, like, an AI perspective. Yeah. But I, like, I wish there were, like, ships 
with like skeleton crews and I mean like literal skeletons or whatever and then but you hunt them down and you fight them and you board the ship and drop their anchor and all the other kind of stuff to almost in a way train you on PvP without the you know without going up against actual players um, like that that would be useful and that and also as a different way to like generate resources kind of like the way a skull ship does or I'm sorry a skull fortress does um, I also feel as though the fortresses themselves I don't quite understand them or their utility um like the the map doesn't feel small i would say but uh after playing in like the same area of the ocean for about uh two hours we had kind of hit all of the you know like we had hit all of like the little islands once or twice um and i began to realize that like it doesn't it's stuff doesn't spawn on fortresses right and so um all of the kind of procedural voyages that you're getting are sending you to kind of like the same islands over and over again because they also send you to islands that are nearby to you. Right. Um, and uh, and I was kind of a little bit like, it seems like there's a lot of real estate that's not going to use because I never, you know, because nothing ever spawns on these fortresses and the fortresses aren't useful unless there's a skull fort. Yeah. I don't know. I get, like, I, I, I don't know. A lot, a lot of this kind of feels like I don't, like, again, I don't want to be as strong as, as, as Total Biscuit is, but, uh, it, it does feel like this game was not quite ready yet. It could have, it could have used a little bit more time in the oven, I think. Um, uh, like, the, like, comparison gets, gets, gets thrown out to No Man's Sky, and I don't think that's accurate. Um. That also seems in inaccurate to uh, me. But, like, in terms of, like, like, I think that comparison is good in kind but not in degree right like i like i feel like this is a less bad version of the same kind of problems that hit no man's sky and the same kind of problems that hit destiny uh two um but like i said not not to the same degree um just if, if for uh, no other reason than i think like the novelty um of the game is uh is, is is good enough to kind of carry a lot of it on its shoulders. Um, I also think this game really needs to be played with, like, four people. To, to Like, three or four people to, to really be good. Like, playing the two-man sweep was alright. Um, mm -hmm. But I wouldn't want to... I don't think I'd want to... Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'd be as, as happy with the game if that was, like, the main mode of play. Um, yeah, I also feel uh, uh, I played a little bit with randos, which was actually not so bad. It was pretty fun, um, but some randos are better than others. Sure, yeah. Um, so I, I I definitely felt that uh, uh, along alongside you know you. Yep. Uh. <sighs> I also think that um, uh, I was thinking about this. Kind of as well. I also think that there are we. You and I talked a little bit about some of the ways that players could interact with kind of like treasures and forts and burying our own treasure and stuff like that. Um, I think that those would be very cool systems to create. Like I almost wish that there were certain like imagine a chest or something that you can't turn in for five days. You know what I mean? Right. So you have to keep it on your ship, or you have to, your, or you have to keep it hidden in some way. Um, and I think, uh, and so like, you know, a version of this is you run to an island, 
and then you bury the chest and then that generates messages in a bottle near other players and if they find the message in a bottle you know like they can come uh pull up your you know like pull up your chest or something along those lines um or i also think that something something cool like that would be with the fort system um like let's say i go to any random fort and me and my crew fight and fight and fight until the captain spawns and then you defeat the captain and take his talisman and defeating the captain and taking his talisman allies your crew to the skeletons and turns the 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 skeletons hostile to everyone else um and from then on you can you like you have control of this fort and you can store your shit there you know what i mean with kind of like a defensive barrier right yeah um, <clears throat> I, I, feel, I feel like there needs to be like a compelling reason to like store shit at a place though like i don't know maybe like this could be something like like maybe some of the skulls or chests have like you know like the the start the chest of sorrow um cries and puts water in maybe like one like makes your ship go fast you know like so like one of these temporary upgrades you're talking about right like um instead of being temporary like they would disappear at the end of the session because your ship resets but it'd be like oh i have this on my ship and i never turn it in because it only provides this kind of like static method you can't turn it in but it also provides kind of like motivation to defend it um I don't know. Or something like... Uh, see, the, I think part of the problem is is like a lot of this is, is too contingent upon a lot of player interaction. Right? Like, I can imagine something like, uh, say, it's a deeply buried chest and you need to, like, set up a drill or something to drill out the the chest, you know, just, just, just kind of like an idea. And you have to wait five minutes, you have to defend it for five minutes. But if no one shows up, that just feels like you're wasting time. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it. I think the, or I, I see. I also think you could do something where it's like rarity of chests, or like the longer that a chest is out in the world, the more value it generates, or something. You know what I mean? Like you could, as long as you telegraph this well to a player, and you you make these subsystems kind of work, um, in your favor, right? Like like a like a chest that has like a time delay value release, right? That says after you know, five days, five in-game days, um, this thing, you know, quintuples in value. Now, now all of a sudden, you have an incentive to keep that chest safe for a couple of days, right? Or 10 days or whatever, you know, like whatever the number is, right? Or maybe it's every five days, it doubles in value, right? And so if you can keep it for 10 days, 15 days, 20 days, right, you're getting exponentially, um, larger and larger value or i guess not exponentially but you're getting multiplicatively larger and larger value um then all of a sudden you have now now you kind of have uh like a player side access to content because players are in are are creating not just creating resources through the voyages that they do right but creating different kinds of resources and some of those resources are like incur- like incentivized to be out in the game world more for longer periods of time which which allows you to do stuff like like player buried treasure um or it allows you to do stuff like uh you know players taking over a fort to store shit um and I also think that, like, you could add in certain other kinds of things. Like, I almost wonder if, like, if I buried my treasure on an island, right, um, and that that keeps it relatively safe, 
or whatever. Like, yeah, it generates these messages in a bottle, but that make it's still it's still safer than on my ship because on my ship all somebody has to do is kill me. You know what I mean? Like, or not even that. Just like jump on the ship, grab the treasure chest, and and, and book it. Yeah, exactly. Like I like I feel as though. On balance, um, burying, I would rather bury my treasure for a long period of time and risk the generation of those messages in a bottle because messages in a bottle are pretty rare and it's easy to overlook them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, but like if somebody gets one, you know, maybe it alerts you, right? Or if so, or, or maybe not even that, but like if somebody else, like, um, uh, you know, if somebody, uh, starts digging up your treasure or something like that. And you can flavor this away by saying like, oh, it's magic or something along those yeah. lines, right? Like, and now, and now you have a beeline to the person who's stolen, you know, your treasure and it's like actively encouraging like that kind of PVP. Um, or like, you know, on a fort that you take over with, you know, like on a skeleton fort or it doesn't, it wouldn't have to be a skull fort, but um, the, the skeletons magically appear and it's like, oh, our captain, we're under attack, and now you're booking it to get back to your fort before they can open the treasure room uh, where, you, where you've stored your shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. I, or so, something I was thinking of would be like like a, like a competitive mission, right? Like, say, like, it, Ooh, you hand out like, cool. a, like a, a treasure map, and with, with, you know, it's got like a special sign in it or something, but... The point is, is that this same treasure map will be given out to several other players that will all be like sharded together, um, and you know it's a race to get there first. Um, yeah, it's almost like the crates in PUBG. Yeah, basically, that's the actually actually you could you could do it like that too, right? You like you know obviously you know flavor differences aside, but you could you could do like a literal airdrop of some sort. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and have it work that way, and have everybody kind of like converging on it. That would that would. Oh no! You know what you do? This is what I this is what I would do for that. I that's how I would do PVE ships, like PVE ships. Oh. Would, it would be like a legendary ship, yeah, like a legendary captain or something along those lines. And it shows up on everybody's map kind of simultaneously. Yeah. Um. But now everybody now everybody is competing against one another to get this PVE ship. That sounds. That sounds pretty awesome to me. I would play the fuck out of that. Yeah, so... I think the reason that maybe you, you, you do it contra this contract way, um, instead of, like, an, an actual... Like, like a, uh, uh, a, a storm spawn thing is because, like, that way you guarantee some level of fight over it, right? Like, this is the thing with, like, the Skull Fort, right? The Skull Fort is, uh. is, is like that in a lot of ways, but it requires people to want to go to it and some people just don't want to deal with that and that's fine if you do it this contract way um then you can guarantee that like you've got x number of ships involved and and you know force the conflict because these three ships all have this contract we will actively shard them together and make sure that they run into each other rather than you know sticking a bunch of ships that are near each other in world together and hoping that they all go for the skull fort if that makes sense right yeah yeah um uh, but yeah, um, something like that, I, I think would go a, a long way. Plus it lets, it lets, the important thing about that is it lets PVP be rewarding without needing that PVE grinder element. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Which again, maybe isn't like I, I, I'm. I also, well, yeah, I also think that this stuff would be or should be relatively um, scarce. Yeah. Like, uh, like I don't think I would want, uh, like I don't think I would want a PVE ship and a skull fort up at the same time. Yeah. Or, um, or even, uh, or even when it comes to like the player stuff like that, like maybe the messages in a bottle for like a player chest chest. Don't go out right when you bury the chest. They go out, you know, like at another, you know, like at another yeah. pre-time or something to kind of like time this stuff. And I have no idea what the algorithms would need to look like in order to kind of like create a good rate of play for this sort of thing. Yeah. But I think that you want people engaging with a bunch of different systems um, rather than... You know, just kind of the same. I mean, I think that the core loop is pretty good. When I like, at first, I like at first I was I was a little hesitant because I felt the grind, uh, and it the game felt like a PVE game, but that was because I hadn't really experienced the PvP aspect of it yet. As soon as I played again uh, the next night and the night after, where I was having PvP experiences, that's when I was like, oh, this is how the game is fun, yeah, and interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's. It, 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 it's it's a tough thing because it feels like what it wants to be is like, like I said, it's like a, a like you have to do the PVE stuff, and that generates these PVP conflicts. And it, 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 I think, like, nailing kind of like the 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 recipe to, for that to make it right is is the is the hard part, because uh. um, because it, it requires a lot of like implied activity over uh, over like you know like like out in the open like like known activity if, if that makes sense yeah um um yeah uh but yeah i, I is there anything that's it's really great that i wanted to highlight also just because like yeah we spent a lot of time talking about things we thought didn't work but i do want to stress that i think the game's a lot of fun um like launching yourself i don't know whose idea it was to launch yourself out of the cannon but it is so massively like satisfying every time um yeah that was, it's, 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 it's like it's goofy but it's 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 so good um uh i think that um you know I'll, I'll, like uh I, I, I don't know like the 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 island design's pretty neat although i think there's i think there's some problems there too like i i really think you need to be able to kind of like hop a little bit out of the water because there's a couple of islands that have like rock edges that you can't get out of easily. It's only happened once or twice, but, like, um, you know, I, I just think it's not, like, super perfect. Um, I wish there was more to do at the outposts, frankly. Um, I think, I think that, yeah. I think it's actually yeah. a big problem. Um, uh, like, uh, maybe, maybe big problems, like, uh, the, the wrong way to put it, but I, I feel like, I want more reason to hang around the outpost and just kind of like do social things like as like a social hub activity. Um, uh, I have no idea what that would look like. Yeah. But I totally understand what, what you mean. Yeah. I, I don't know uh, what it would look like. Like maybe you could do something like, um, something like, like liars dice or whatever. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah I but, feel but, that. but, that, but that's like a whole other system, right? Like, like again, technical feasibility aside, um, the other thing is, is that, like, I think I like that outposts are not sanctuaries of any sort, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like that also kind of, like, makes 
meeting up with people at Outposts like this weird thing. Um, I don't know. Because uh, if, I think the problem, the problem, like, I think it would be cool if you were incentivized to stay at the Outpost, but the issue then becomes that if you're incentivized to stay at the Outpost, it just kind of becomes a wait at the Outpost until another ship comes in and then rob them as they're trying to turn their shit in. Um, which is right now not really a viable strategy that doesn't happen often enough. I kind of wish that it could happen. I was actually, I was, so part of this is that I think the mermaid systems, um, where the mermaids are, um, okay, so the mermaids, uh, if you get far enough away from your ship, you can talk to a mermaid and it'll teleport you to your ship. I basically theorized that you could do something where, uh, you park your galleon at, a, at an outpost, but before that you drop off, um, the other three players at three other outposts, um, and, uh, and you kind of wait to see when another ship comes in at one of the other outposts, and then everybody takes mermaids back to the ship, and then you go after, you know, or you fight, or something along those kinds of lines. And I don't think that that's technically super feasible, right? Like, what happens if the ship is very far away from the outpost? You're not going to get there in time yeah, or anything yeah. along those lines. Um... But uh, but I do wonder well, like what the what the efficacy of that kind of thing is like I almost wish actually to be honest that there was like a fourth faction of just pirates and you could take a pirate contract and the pirate contract was live PvP you know what I mean where it was just these people are on this mission this is where they were sighted go find them and fuck them up um, yeah uh, like the the only issue I have with kind of like the like wait at an outpost thing is like. I think that's okay if it happens every once in a while to you, but if that's, like, a viable thing that's happening every time you come into port, I think that's not a great experience. Um, and I, I don't I don't know how you how you get around that or how you fix that, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you... Uh, I, the, something that we did in one of our outposts was we came up on somebody that was already parked in an outpost and we sank their ship and then we killed them and it respawns them on another island. You yeah. Know, it's like not there. So like you can take over an outpost in, in, a, in a way. I do kind of wish that there were was some kind of like protection though. Like, I don't know. Or, or maybe something like if you kill someone on the outpost, you lose some rep because you kill someone in front of like the people. You know what I mean? The, uh, yeah. The... It would have like... Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, the, the problem, too, is that, like, the the person turning in the chest is... is the team turning in the chest is going to be at a disadvantage because they're holding the chest, right? Like, and, and that yeah. means they can't be holding a weapon, and that's... You know, the, you, you, you favor the attacker so much in that situation um, that, you know, like, like, something like griefing could become a real problem in that, in that scenario. Um... Or it could develop into a griefing scenario, and and I don't know, I don't know how you solve that. Yeah, I have no idea how you solve yeah. that. And maybe the answer is you just keep doing it the way it is now, where people don't stick around outposts for that long, um, and that makes the problem not good enough go away enough. Uh, you know, I also I also wonder um, if you could make a thing where like it was more clear how outposts are used like what okay so what if this what if at every outpost um there were a finite number of voyage offers right 
And so, like, if you held the voyage offers from a specific outpost, that outpost was kind of telegraphed in some way to be under your control um, because you're running missions for it or something along those lines that could maybe, like, you know, pull pull players towards it because this is an outpost. Um, yeah, it's, yeah I, I think that's, that's kind of... That, that, that just makes this problem worse in a way. Like, I... I Uh, yeah, I, I I just don't think there's I don't think there's a good solution that involves having a bunch of players h hanging around on the island doesn't make it super frustrating to try and turn in quests. Um. Uh. At least without like some sort of protection on the island itself, um, which I think I I think I like it as it is better for the moment. Um. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh, what else? Um, I, I wonder what they could do to make some of these side grades possible or happen. Like, I actually kind of wish that the ships were a little bit more customizable. Yeah. Um, this comes from, a, like, in a lot of ways, this thing is, um, uh, like, this game is cribbing from, uh, like, Space Trader games that right. are, like, on Steam. And I've played a bunch of those, but all of those kind of have the core loop of, like, you want to upgrade your ship more and more and more kind of thing. Um... But I kind of wonder if, like, maybe you could have a thing where, like, your ship is customizable, but, like, not not just cosmetically, right, but, like, the number of cannons that you put on it, right, or, you know, what kind of sails you're using or something, or, like, what your hull is made out of, something along those lines. And, like, maybe there's, like, a weight mechanic or something like that, right? Like, the more your ship weighs, the slower it goes, obviously. So loading it up with the maximum number of cannons maybe isn't the best way to to go about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel that. I feel like that could be... Yeah, yeah. Um, I also feel like... I don't know. I, I feel like if the ship... Like, the ship-to-ship -ship combat is, is fun, but I feel like it could use, like, a smidgen more depth, right? Like, you know, there's the mechanic that if you want to, like, the ship... Sink the ship, you need to, like, shoot the ship beneath the waterline, right? Um... But then there's, like, no equivalent mechanic for, like, you know, you could slow down your, your opponents by shooting them through the sails or whatever. And, like, just a little bit more of something like that, I think it'd be super, super useful. Yeah, I really wish that that was the case. Or, like, if you hit the rudder, you know what I mean, it... Um, it disables, like, your steering for... It, yeah, it disables your steering. Or, it, or like, or it shoots you, you know, even if you're on the helm, it shoots you to one, to, to one side. Yeah. Um... Uh, so, or, yeah. you know, like you, you even use like a subversion of like that pulling mechanic they have with storms where like it, uh, like the wheel fights you or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, I think I like a smidgen, like a smidgen more depth in the ship combat, I think would, 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 would be cool. Um, like something like that, that like lets you, lets you do those kind of, these kind of side grade things where like, you know, like. Maybe you can put a cannon on the bow or something. Um, although that might be a very specific... Like, that feels like that could be a very specific balance problem if you could put a cannon, like a forward-facing cannon 
Um, just because, like, the mechanic of having to, like, broadside someone I think is a cool one. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if you could do... This is something Assassin's Creed did, where you had different kinds of... Like, they had these, like, hand cannons on the ship um, that did... That were more um, reliable but less damage. Uh, and then if you had you had bow uh, cannons, but they didn't fire the same kind of shot, they fired chain shot. Okay. Um, which didn't really do a lot of damage to the hull, but really fucked up sails. So basically, the way that you the way that you did it in in Black Flag is you would chain shot dudes' sails, um, and then come up and broadside them for the actual damage. And I think maybe you could get a, get a, get away with the same sort of thing. Um, yeah, um, I, I it, it needs it needs a little bit more depth, but then it also needs like a like a way to a way to repair the sails, right? Like there, there's there's like yeah, you would need to add like a cloth like item or something like yeah. that, and maybe you go halfway up the mast. I actually think this would be really cool. Like you go up the mast and you know you you're clicking a thing or whatever to to repair the sails. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes, I guess. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know how realistic any of this is. Yeah, uh, this, this turned into something of a wish list. Yeah. And I wonder how much they, you know, like, I'm sure there are some arguments against the stuff that we're talking about that we're not really seeing, um, but, you know. Yeah. That is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I, I think this turned into a wish list for, like, the kind of very valid complaint that, like, this game will be great once it fills out with more content. And so, like, yeah. f we're, we're, we're trying to fill it out with more content. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know if there's any better way to put that. Uh, but, yeah. Um, any, any, you have any other thoughts? I like Sea of Thieves. I'm excited to play more of it. Uh, the loop works for me. Um, I think people will definitely fall off of it, but, uh, you know, it got it got pretty big buy-in, um, especially from like uh, the groups that I roll in. Yeah. And so I hope that it can kind of become um, it's kind of like PUBG, I guess, like something that I pick up every once in a while, uh, just to like fuck around in. I, I get that. I mean, I, I play PUBG a lot more than you, but I, I get that yeah, sentiment. Yeah, true. Um, uh. Like, I, I, I would appreciate see if these on kind of, like, that level, like, an hour of pirating with my buddies, a couple hours of pirating, or, like, pirate night, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe the, the key is just, like, and a fuck ton more cosmetics, and th then it'll be, like, I'll have more, more to, like, play for, right? Like, oh, man, I could get two peg legs. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, so this is something. This is something I wanted to talk about. How do you feel about the character creator? I love the character creator because uh. I think it, I like that it makes you think outside the box. Instead of um, you kind of look at things by uh, like I understand that it, you know maybe it's frustrating for people who like to make their super you know in depth I guess um, characters. But for me, like, all of the characters I tend to make in these games and their character creators are, are the same, right? Um, but this reframes how I make a character to kind of be like, okay, well, what do I think is cool out of these six guys, you yeah. know? 
and how much am I willing to kind of like roll the dice? And so, whereas normally I play a white guy with long black hair and a beard, right? Because that's what I look like. Um, in this one, I'm like a black guy with like a, a like super dapper like mustache, you know, because I thought that that looked the best out of the however many different choices, you know, I went for. Yeah. Um, I, I think the ability to kind of re-roll your characters, I think, like, I would be kind of aggravated if I got, like, my first six and that was the only six I could, I could choose from. Definitely, uh, yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I like the, the fact that it, like, kind of, like, generates some variety. Um, uh, the weird thing is, is, is that, like, the fact that you can buy hair and beards, like, not that that's a problem, it's just, like, it's, like, a level of weird customization that you can do, but, like, isn't kind oh. of apparent from, like, the character generator, right? Like, I would, like, I would at least kind of, like, have the power to see what those all looked like on the character I had before I generated it, before I chose it. Um, right, like, um, cause I, like, you know, like, like my character, I, like, I looked at him, I really liked the way he, like, he, he looked, cause it, it kind of hit what, like, I, I like as a, uh, as, you know, like a, a, a pirate archetype, um, and, uh, I like putting beards on my character generally, um, but my character doesn't look great with beards, he looks great with mustaches, which is good enough for me, but, uh, like, I would have liked to have been able to see that he wasn't going to look great with a beard and maybe have rolled somewhere else. Or, like, you know, at least consciously made that decision kind of, instead of kind of, like, being tricked into it, if that makes sense. But that's, like, ultimately a minor gripe. I I, I think I still ultimately like it like it better. Uh, but, yeah. Um, unless you have any other final thoughts on Sea of Thieves, I think it's time for our weeks. Yeah, I have no further thoughts on Sea of Thieves. Okay. Uh, what was what was your week like? Uh, well, I played a lot of Sea of Thieves. Okay. That's, that's a good week. <laughs> and, and also a little bit of WoW, I guess. Um, um, oh, you know what we should talk about? Um, we finished our, uh, our, our side oh, campaign our, yeah, into our, 7C. Oh, yeah. We finished uh, 7C, uh, yeah. Uh, which uh, we didn't, we didn't uh, broadcast uh, because it's it was all face-to-face stuff. Um uh, but uh, it was an interesting system. I, I ran the game, but he was one of the players. I, I want, I wanted, I want your perspective on it, buddy. What, what, what did you think? Um, I from what did I think? I think Seventh C is pretty fun and interesting. Uh, but that combat at the end was a fucking slog, yeah. and Duelist seems insanely powerful. Yeah. Um, I th- I think that part of that's villain design is 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 tough, tougher than I like. I, I put some thought into it, but like it, it, it and maybe it'll come with experience, but like it, it, it was hard to kind of f- fill out properly. Um, uh, and I, I think part of it too, is that I think I made a mistake in that the, the arena you were in for it was very kind of plain. Um, and I think if the game has more, um, if they, if like you have a, a richer kind of setting to fight in, it can be better. Um, I also think that uh, part of it too is because, like you know, I, I I work well within kind of mechanical limits. It, it these are things that like after the fact, I'm like maybe I should have like 
encouraged kind of like a bigger space, right? Like, I think part of what I'm supposed to do in this is, you know, like, you know, if somebody's far enough away, I make it cost an extra race to get to them. And I think I kind of misread how I was supposed to handle that. And I didn't do enough of that. Um, there's also not a lot of tools to tweak with, right? Like, um, like Warren, I think was, was, it was really great. He got really into like coming up with creative things to do, but I felt kind of, it felt kind of hard to find the right way to reward him for that. Uh -huh. Um, cause like ultimately it's like, I took raises away from the villain, but like, like he had the to, villain was generating an insane number of yeah. raises just because of all the dice he was getting. Yeah. Um, also like that doesn't feel super great. I don't think like, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like maybe I need more practice generating opportunities. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, part like, I, I really, I really think a big part of it is that like, I didn't do enough to make the combat dynamic um, like, it, 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 it felt like the right thing for you to do each round was brawn weaponry over and over again. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and, and, you know, the fact that that was the best thing for you to do, I think, I think is me setting up the scene, not putting enough detail into the scene, um, and making the scene dynamic enough, uh, for it to, for it, for it to really, uh, work out that way. Yeah. And I really kind of wonder, um, what could have been, cause it just feels like, it felt like somebody had to do just DPS. You know what I mean? Somebody had to put damage on the bosses or else we weren't going to get anywhere. Yeah. Which is why I was doing brawn weaponry over and over again. And it's like, like, do you tell me that, there? well, there's an opportunity if you cut this rope that'll drop a chandelier on him or whatever. And that'll do more wounds. Yeah, more, more wounds than the raises that it costs. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that, like that's, the, that's the hard part. Um... I feel like yeah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, there's, it's, hmm. I don't know. It, it was it was definitely definitely an, an interesting experience. I think, I think fooling around with some of like like getting like getting used to that style of gameplay too. I think is is a skill, um, because it, it it's it's really super dependent on um. Uh, on on like like players taking narrative control, but like also the, the 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 game master setting up enough elements to take control of those elements with, if that makes sense. Um. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's very different from what we usually play. I I definitely appreciate it for, from that perspective. Um. Yeah. Um. Did you, did you have Did you have any other thoughts? Um, no, I guess not. I don't know. I, 7C, 7C is fun. 7C is interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to go back to Hell's Rebels. Uh, I was planning on doing a teaser last night uh, because I wrote out the new feat for Charles um, to kind of get people back in the game. Uh, something I was actually wondering is how, how much did you think the face-to-face -face kind of the, the cameras and stuff worked? I definitely thought it was neat. Um... Um, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I, I thought it worked for the most part. Um, although it also was kind of like, 
I could tell that you were sl- that you in particular were slogging at the end of that fight because I could see you looking off to like the left and like typing a punch, and he was just like, oh, oh, he just hit broad weaponry again. I, I like I like I, I didn't know how to recover from that, but like, um, at least it kind of like gave me that feedback, which I think is ultimately a positive thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, my you know, like we've talked about this before, um, where. Uh, like, I don't think 100% engagement, 100% in the, of the time is, you know... Requisite. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, it was, it was, I guess, I guess I agree with you, because there was a certain slot of time where, um, uh, uh, where things, where I felt like the things weren't incredibly engaging, but, like, I also feel as though that was almost a stepping stone for other people, in a way, um, and I feel okay about that. Yeah, yeah. Right, like I don't really, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not mad at you. Is the point? Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure it could have been, uh, I'm sure it could have been better. But I'm not going to, you know, I don't think perfection is something that we should be uh, bad about not or mad about not achieving. Sure, sure. No, I, I, my my point there was was more just kind of like. It kind of inf- it was it was much easier for me to figure that out, which is I think something you get at table games too is like who's engaged and who isn't, and like, you know, if if you can tell who's disengaging, you mm-hmm. can work to kind of bring that back around if you think it's a problem, um, yeah. uh, which is a, a thing that you can feel at the table that you can't feel over the internet all the time. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, and, and so from that perspective, I, I like the face cam thing. Uh, yeah, because I've been thinking about whether or not uh, face cams would, would work for Hell's Rebels. Um, but I wonder about the efficacy of it just because I know I have two screens. Right. Um, but I don't know if everybody else has two screens. So... Yeah. The, um, the, yeah. Also, um, it's, it's like... I think alt-tabbing is, is a... Like, I think you actually want to alt-tab just because, like, the, the way it is is, like... Like, I feel like you when it's battle mode, you don't actually want that face cam. And if the face cam... If, if you're... Look, like... If your faces are on the wrong screen, it actually plays off really weird. Because, like, if the faces are on your the screen that's not... That your camera isn't on, it looks like you're looking... Like, you're looking away from the camera to look at the faces... And that yeah. plays weird. Um, and then, similarly, if, like, you're trying to figure out who's engaged in the combat, if the combat, you know, if the mini-map's on the second screen, then you're looking off to the side and you get that same problem. Um, but I, th- I think for, like, the non-combat parts, like, the face stuff would be cool. Um, maybe we should try using, like, the built-in. What Like, you, you can put the avatars on in, uh, in, um... In Roll20? Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. might be a good kind of compromise. Um, yeah. Turns out somebody thought of this feature already. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always had them down as like little avatars. I always feel very like like I always feel like there's not enough space in yeah. my roll twenty maps and stuff like that. So um, I wonder if other people have that same kind of experience. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that's to. why I make them as small as I do, just because like uh, I, I I I feel the same way. But, like, those times when we're just kind of, like, staring at, like, a piece of art or whatever, that's not a, 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 as big a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I don't i think the biggest problem is they don't like switch on and off really easy you have to go all the way over to that settings tab and like change something i yeah. i think like if you if there was like a toggle on like 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 an alt tab would give you right like where it's just kind of like very very easy to turn it on and off it'd be more successful yeah um yeah um so have you been keeping up with the playtest blogs uh, for the Pathfinder 2.0? Uh, yeah, uh, as much as I can. Uh, the last one did was for the, the, yeah, the, did you, the the fighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it goes into a little bit more in depth onto the attacks of opportunity thing that we were talking about before. Um, but uh, but yeah, do do you uh, uh, do you have any do you have any quick t quick takes? Uh, I guess there is nothing I have seen in any of the stuff that I don't like. Um, which is like a, a weird way to say that, but like, I, it basically means like, I'm, I'm happy with the things that they are doing and there's nothing that's really like made me mad. Um, um, or, or, or even lukewarm, right? Like I, I think the changes that they've put on, on, put out on, on the whole have been, have been positive. Um, like the, the, the thing I am most hesitant about is AOOs on only fighters just because, I am kind of curious to see how this affects like the flow of combat because there's very little, there's very little uh, like kind of space control mechanics in Pathfinder in the first place, and you're taking away kind of like the main one by like getting rid of AOOs as much as as you are, um, and so I wonder if if like that's just like a design consequence that like you know like it, it's it's harder to to protect your squishies, uh -huh. um, or if like that's uh that's the way it, it wants to like like or, or if they introduce more mechanics to kind of cover that that, that kind of base um or make those maybe make those mechanics more important in some other way right like like it's a spell and that becomes much more important for a wizard to take because there's no other way to kind of control space i don't know what about you what do you think uh, I'm a big fan of this because I think it solidifies fighters as kind of like, a, like you know, baseline masters of combat, specifically like melee combat. But, uh, but I also think that it's something that's useful from a tanking perspective. Um, I think that Pathfinder and 3.5 have both had trouble making tanks um, a real kind of class to play or like a real kind of like archetype that you could build yourself to play um and aoos is one of the one of the best ways to to kind of accentuate that sort of thing um and i also hope that they kind of incorporate some of the other kind of like aoo-esque feats like step up um or the one that allows you to stop people's movement if they're going too quickly if they're going stand by still. you stand still yeah that's what it is um, like, I think those kinds of things are really useful from, like, a tanking perspective. It's one of the only ways that you can kind of, like, play a tank. Um, I also hope that they, they add kind of, like, some sort of CC to fighters, because I think CC would be the other way to, to kind of, like, you know, like, a shield bash that, like, takes actions or something from, you know, like, that would be another way to make fighters kind of, like, tanky um, without necessarily... I mean, the easy answer to this is to kind of go with that fourthy like, taunting system, where you can mark certain enemies and when they do stuff that you don't want um stuff happens to them you know what i mean yeah no no that, that's actually a really good point like with, with the stealing actions things with with 
actions kind of as as smoothed as they are um you can actually have effects that play with that action economy in interesting ways uh without necessarily yeah. like you know like because it's like nauseated takes away everything but or takes away your standard um but leaves you with your move and so having it kind of as three standard action nauseated can take away one or two actions and kind of give you the freedom to do like you know it's a tough choice because you only have you know uh one to two thirds of, of your normal action economy, but at least it gives you the choice to do things there instead of like forcing you to, to do particular things. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned some of this in the blog. Uh, they mention a feat called uh, Shield Warden, which allows them to use their shield to block the damage taken by an adjacent ally, which I obviously think is kind of like another cool piece of this. Um, but uh yes uh, yeah i i kind of always wondered why there wasn't more to be done from the action uh like from from the economy that's like specifically like for instance now now i feel as though you could do something like you have a a feat that's like taunting strike where if you spend an extra action to hit somebody and you land the hit they can't hit anybody but you on their following turn you know what i mean or something along those yeah. kinds of lines um, I always wondered why they never like implemented something like that that like more directly kind of. Um... I'm I'm sure that there's part of it that's like fairly cheesable. Like there there's there is a feat oh, that like most you keep pe- taunting yeah a dragon yeah or whatever. There is a feat. Um, uh, there there is a a, a feat that most people that a lot of people ban. That's like it's called like it's called something like taunt or like aggravate or something like that. And it does. Um, it does, like, you make some sort of, like, intimidate check, and if the, the forces the person to attack you, and apparently that screws up a lot of, uh, things a lot, um, at, at tables. Yeah, see, the way that, the way that 4th edition always worked with that is that you could keep something locked down with marks, um, but, uh, but you could get away with it from, like, an AoE sort of thing. So if the dragon uses, you know, an AoE ability that includes you as one of the targets, uh, it doesn't trigger your mark. Oh, oh, and, and, and he can still damage the dudes around you. Also, the marks are kind of, like, um, are, were, like, the, you got penalties for violating them. Right, but they weren't like actually restri- like they weren't like if you, if you needed to to deny the mark, you could right like you you could ignore it and just eat the penalty. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree, uh, and I think that uh, I think maybe that's the best way that you can handle a kind of like taunting system. Yeah, in a in a, uh, a tabletop pen and paper, a tabletop game. Yeah. Um. Something that we we got also from from just kind of like sideways for this is like scaling feats, which I think is awesome. Um, in, in that like you take the like you shield warden gets more powerful as you like. It seems like these feats more act more like class features, doing that they kind of scale up as you use them, whereas most feats didn't um, in in first right. edition. And so I think that's really cool. I really like that. Um, also lets you kind of like. Well, it feels like that. That's kind of like like lets you get away from the taxi parts of of feats. Um, uh-huh. uh And so I'm looking forward to uh, a, a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely definitely hype. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about the range weapon stuff? Um. Uh. What what in particular? Because I, I. Um. They 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 have a couple stuff at the end. You know, debilitating shot. Uh causes a uh causes the opponent to be slowed where they lose an action on their on a, on their next turn but they also have like the um 
uh, whatever the thing where you like knock two arrows or whatever, oh, double shot. shot. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I actually kind of, to be honest, I wanted fighter. I think to move away from ranged weapons. I think ranged splitting fighter between ranged and and melee is not uh, is not the best, and that maybe they just want to make fighter fighters dedicated melee um, in order to kind of consolidate things a bit, you know, because otherwise now you, now all of the fighter mechanics kind of have to split the difference and be and be applicable to both a, a ranged version of a fighter and a melee version of a fighter. Obviously, feats kind of get around that problem, um, which is probably, I think, why they didn't worry about it, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely on board with, with, with fighters being weapon masters in, in, in all forms. I, I think that that's okay, and you let them specialize in the feats. I, I think that's actually kind of one of the um one of the fantasies that I think is hard to serve with a lot of specialization is the guy you know the guy who's got like the tool for every situation which includes oh, range yeah, when yeah. you need it and I think doing doing it this way can help with that because it it can it I think it feels less bad um I'm also super happy that they're doing everything for weapon groups instead of doing it for individual weapons um Something that I'm 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 a little bit wary about is, um, is them not getting a lot of armor stuff, um, not because I'm opposed to the idea, but because they said it's going to be for a different class, and the only other class in the base twelve that that makes sense for is paladin, and that feels weird to me. Uh, if the, oh really, interesting. Um, and, unless unless you can think of a, a different class that, that that gets like those armor traits, I feel like it has to be paladin. Like, maybe Ranger, I guess? I, I don't know. Um. Yeah, I I think... I mean, I, I pitched a pretty comprehensive armor, uh, like, change um, when we did our Pathfinder video. Our Pathfinder 2.0 uh, podcast, I mean. And um, I think that we might see something like that from not just the not just like the fighter and the paladin i really hope that they do something where like being a light armor specialist as a rogue carries certain benefits or you know like or being some kind of armor specialist with like um with spell casting as a wizard or a cleric you know what i mean has kind of uh has kind of an effect on things i, I think i want armor to be more integrated into the decision making of classes uh and potentially even ancestries um yeah, that's 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 you a know, thing like, five e. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I kind of like the idea that like if you're if you're a dwarf, you automatically get access to you know maybe not plate but like mail or something like that, or or just like the one higher arm. You know, you get one higher armor proficiency than you would otherwise, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Five five e, you get free access to medium armor uh, as, as a dwarf. Um, uh, it actually makes dwarfs fairly a fairly powerful race choice because they get they get uh, a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, like the, the, the point being that like access being different than kind of like specialization, right? Like, like they said in that post that, um, or it was, maybe it wasn't in the post, but it was in one of the comments on it. Um, someone was like, where's all the armor stuff? And one of the designers was like, um, we did, we took it off the fighter that way we could put armor specialization as a focus of one of the other classes. And like I said, that feels like that can only be the paladin, which seems to like, like I get it because it, but like, 
it also feels like a, a, a weird thing, and I, I, I like, I, I, it's one of the, it's one of these kind of, like, things where, like, paladins have a very strong kind of, like, flavor and lore to them that fighters do not, and it would kind of suck if the way to be the best defender is only through that, like, very strong lore connection. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes, right? Like, that, 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 that you know, maybe it's, it's not on the, uh, it's not on the palette and all that. Like I said, I, I can't imagine what else it would be on. Uh, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. Uh, uh, do, do, um, did you have, what, what have you been up to in, like, have you gotten to the end of everything in like, uh, in like, wow. Like what have you been up to in wow? Um, not a super lot this week. Um, I've mostly just been, like, doing uh, mission stuff, and, like, I've been working on kind of, like, you know, I, I did all the story quest stuff. Frankly, it's just kind of, like, doing random, uh, random stuff, like, just random, like, completionist stuff at this point. I burned through the content a lot quicker than I thought I would. Um, but, yeah, uh, not, like, what else have I been doing? I've been, uh... Oh, I've been playing, like, I've been, I've been doing kind of, like, LFR, I've been doing, uh, like, daily emissary quests, and that, that's basically it. Um, yeah. What, Fair what enough. What about you? What, what, are, what are you, what are you doing in WoW? Uh, we went back to do normal Antorus on Tuesday, which is actually an insane amount of fun. Um, I like since putting down WoW from like a hardcore perspective. Like there was a while where I was, uh, you know, like pretty hardcore about uh, PVE content. And I was doing like heroic raids and everything like that. Um, I uh, d just like raiding with like friends in normal and just kind of hitting loot pinatas is just like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I get um, that. And uh, and so that's kind of. Uh, but I have, I've also been leveling a lot of characters. Like, I've been leveling Marksman Hunter, or I've been leveling Hunter, and I've been leveling Rogue. Um, where uh, Outlaw Rogue is insanely interesting from a design standpoint, but also feels undertuned to me. At least from, like, a leveling perspective. Um, because there's a lot of stuff I feel like I can't do. Like, even just normal-ass monsters, like, fuck my shit up. Um, because like unless you get like good rolls with roll the bones, you're pretty pretty worthless. Yeah, no, I I, I feel that. Um, I need to go back to my my alliance character um, to to play him. He's 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 the working rogue. Uh, yeah, yeah. I plan on uh, uh, I plan on playing uh, a dwarf hunter and then Baron uh, as like my two mains essentially for battle for Azeroth because I think that you want one on each side of the faction line. Um, yeah, that makes and, sense. Uh, and so that's what I've been. That's what I've been like thinking about. Plus, just like man, I have just been having a blast playing fucking hunter. I've actually been leveling both my dwarf hunter and a high mountain tauren hunter uh, because I want to get through all twelve of the class order halls. But we still have, you know, we still have six months until the release of Battle for Azeroth, which makes me feel like I can get um, my hunter and my rogue up, and then I can have twelve order halls like churning at the same time to get like insane amounts of gold, which is what I've been. Yeah, uh, no, I, what I've been doing. I just saw the other day that the, uh, the, the, the light forged mech mount is like 500,000 gold. Yeah, yeah, I bought that 500, 500k. 
I kind of want to get the spider map, but I also kind of don't. Like, part of me just wants to, like, keep um, farming and farming and farming uh, just so I enter BFA with tons of tons of cash. Oof. I am very... Uh, you could, I have a lot of cash on hand. You could pay for your subscription. Pay for all of your Destiny 2 expansions uh, with, with, with Wild Gold. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, the fucking Hearthstone expansion is coming out. <clears throat> the last time the Hearthstone expansion was coming out, I had the gold and I just bought the thing with it. But now I'm kind of gold poor Oof. Um, because I just bought the, the big mount or whatever. I've also been doing this thing where I go to the auction house and I just buy up appearances that I don't have until I run out of money. Um, so I've spent like a ton of gold on that as well. <clears throat> That's neat. So, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I've, I have spent like, like, uh, it, it's weird cause gold generation seems like super easy. Uh, like I went from like over the, the, what, three or four weeks I've been back in the game. I went from like roughly 30,000 gold to like 70,000. And that's just like doing my thing, right? Like not like particularly har farming hard for it or anything. Um, although I, some, something I will say that I have found entertaining is, um, uh, there's like, I've been trying to finish out, uh, the, the, the sharp talent quests on the pets. Uh, and a lot of them are like beat a boss or like there's some of them that are like beat a boss in a dungeon. Uh, and I realized I can solo some of the dungeons, uh, which is fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I need to do those, uh, those like the, the Falcosaur. Yeah. The Falcosaur. Yeah. I'm pretty close to the 300 mount, uh, bonus mount. Uh, achievement that you get, and you get a mount for that achievement. So, I've been working towards that a little bit, uh, right. but not 100%. For that four mounts on the Falcosaurus. Uh. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm down. I'm down by maybe 10 or 15, and then I have a couple of them that I can get. Like I haven't done um, like the cl the different class mounts or whatever. I have almost all the class mounts. Um, like, I think I have like eight out of the 12, and so I need to do. Uh, the paladin ones, which have duplicates, right? So that's four from the paladin ones. That's three from the raven um, uh, that the rogues have. It's three from the wolf, the wolf hawk that the hunters get. So, uh, oh, they get they get different ones. Yeah, yeah. Some of them to get like recolors. Like so, some of them get recolors uh, that are it's one mount but different colors depending on what spec you are. Okay. Um, so, for instance, warriors. Arms is red, Prot is purple, Fury is black, right? And if you're in Fury when you summon the mount, you get a black one, and if you're in Prot, you get a purple one kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and some of them are just different colored mounts. Like Warlocks, you can get green, red, or purple, um, and uh, you can summon any of them at any given time. Neat. Uh, yeah, uh... I think that's uh, about all we have I time guess that's for. about it, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, if you'd like to tell us what you think of Sea of Thieves or World of Warcraft or 7th Sea or any of the other things we talked about today, you can email us at podcast at com or subderpsplaygames at gmail.com. You can tweet us on Twitter. You can rate us on iTunes, please. You can comment on SoundCloud. All the links, link, links will be in the description. Uh, I think that's everything I had. Buddy, do you have anything else you wanted to promote? I have nothing else that I'm looking to promote. In that case, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.